Testing, testing. One, two, three. Testies, testies. Testies. Might even go ahead and say testicles at this point. Mm, testis. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Rahma in trousers. Can you hear me? You're probably the only one who's never seen me trousers. Just because probably every time we have to meet or do something, I just decide to wear a dress or a skirt. Just because I feel like that day. But Even through know. uni, I don't think I ever see you in trousers ever. Uh, in uni, I practically mostly wore a bias because you have like 15 minutes before class. So there's really not much you can do there. Hey, tips. Hey, you are just exposing yourself right now, yeah? <laughs> yeah, rocking a bias with pajamas inside, like comfortable pants. Are you serious? Yeah. Boys and girls, welcome to Flight That's a Haram podcast with me, Captain Kevin Kakere. No one's going anywhere, we have COVID. <laughs> you just couldn't have me do, do the skit properly, could you? No, 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 no. Guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Rahman Madan, your lovely co-host. You know what, guys, just, just listen to the episode. Must be nice. I wish I could wear an, a buyer. Because they're comfortable. So you just shower, change into clean pajama pants, mm-hmm. and then rock an abaya and mm-hmm. show up to class. And everyone else is just saying, you know, you're very nice, beautiful abaya in a black scarf that you have chosen amongst 10 other black scarves. Uh-huh. But you show up looking nice. So love, there's so much noise from so much noise from like DMs and stuff. Man, why is why is recording a podcast with no microphone so hard, Rahma? Don't worry, soon we'll, we'll not be having this struggle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and just so you know, this is the beginning of the podcast. We shall just we shall just continue and just keep it going, freestyling. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this week's episode of the That's Our Ram podcast with me, your lovely and very handsome Kevin Gagarin stealing my thunder you know every day that those are my lines but anyway. every day every day every day i mean i'm the lovely one here body is a bit of conceited i'm the lovely one here everyone says it so just come back wait, wait. know your position play your position well yo see just chill the fuck out and just introduce yourself but you are talking too much my god my name is Rahma Ramadan for all of those who don't know me. And by the way, there's someone who was telling me, actually, around two people who are telling me that we, all of a sudden we have started cursing you know, on our podcast. And At all of a sudden? At all of a sudden? Really? Have you, have, you, have you been listening to our podcast? Are you sure? Especially on, on Rahma's mind. Especially on, on Rachma's end. This girl is foul mouth. I, I, I'm telling you. Rachma, I keep telling you, you need to stop fucking cussing. <laughs> there you go, with my curse. And me, my never cussing self. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yo, yo, who was this complaining about us cussing too much? Listen, I can't be exposing people who have talked to me. Are they saying it like it's a bad thing or like it's a good thing? Because I do know that we are very many halal people's guilty pleasure. 
maybe you should consider turning it down or bleeping the curse words something that like that so cute that is so cute whoever bleeps a podcast damn you're cute but so much work that is honestly so much work somebody actually now here's like the funniest thing somebody actually told me kevin you don't sound like yourself in the beginning and the in the first few episodes those will be you you don't sound like yourself they could tell that i was trying to hold back from my cousin and stuff like that so i just embraced and just became my true haram self surprise ladies and gentlemen this is the that's so haram podcast for a reason this is why i tell you okay we have halal viewers if you feel the need to tailor or to change your language to suit our viewers well and good but if you don't let them sue you and i'm going to be here for it uh, sue me on what grounds exactly for using profanity is that actually admissible in court well yeah but then it depends on like the jurisdiction that covers the platforms that our podcast is on <sighs> anyway yo yo did you know this technicalities so no baby Yeah first of all ladies and gentlemen we do want to apologize we are both in okay i am in the same location rakma is on the has gone manga mangaring around so the audio might be a bit off today but we do apologize but let me tell you guys there's something good coming there's something so good coming you guys have absolutely no idea and we will not we we will no longer have problems of i hope that you guys heard that by the way they did because i did hear it <laughs> fantastic 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 yeah so rakma yo today i'm not drinking alcohol i'm drinking tea mashallah i actually realize that i have like i have like like six like like packets of tea bags like the like the like, like the kirisho gold flavored tea because that used to be my guilty pleasure for a long time then i stopped having them then i'd come home and just have a double of whiskey then i was like you know you know what you deserve better your body is a temple of the lord so i decided to have tea wow today. very nice very you nice remind me of my colleague uh? who always says that her body is a temple and then the next day she comes to work late and then of course she was out at jays or something like that so in, every time not, i hear someone saying noting uh, was she snorting cocaine No, of course she was. How sure are you? How sure are you? You do 100% sure. You do realize that that cocaine is a very common drug nowadays. I mean, she she likes having fun, but not that kind of fun. So. Ah, would you know really? Would you know? Yes, yes, I would not trust me. I would know. Would you know? Yo, man, again, we do want to apologize. Plus again, let me tell you guys, we are used to recording this podcast past a few hours. So when they so when there isn't that much noise outside but you know man it is what it is we do apologize but we are just going to keep powering through because we have to do this episode man 19 weeks in 19 weeks in and we've been recording every single week I don't think there's ever a day that we've 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 ever week that we've ever missed is there Sorry, say that again because I didn't hear I don't think there's ever been a week that we missed no is there? No, that and that's a lot that takes a lot really of commitment i don't think guys understand how much work recording podcasts takes from the back end of things before you see the final product so props to us we're doing good we're doing good 
Props to us, yeah, 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 exactly. Then, then, then we do episode twenty where we have, we have, we have something fantastic planned for you guys. Episode twenty, which is oh, yeah, that's that's actually next weekend. That's that's yeah, actually next next weekend. next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe episode twenty one to twenty two, maybe I don't know. But, maybe uh, we yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 do have a lot of things planned for this podcast. I can't believe that we have just started with that. We usually end with this, but you know what? It, it is good for you guys to know. It is it is good for you guys to know. Something happened over this weekend that I'm not sure whether Rahma would be willing for me to share the story. But just make me realize that Rahma is honestly the coolest Muslim girl I know. I'll just leave it there. What happened? Okay, cool. Let's not get into that. Because I, I know what you're going to You are also curious and then you remember that, oh shit, it's, it's actually about me. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I take I take all the compliments. I accept them. Thank you very much for realizing how great I am. But but guys, I'm telling you, Rahma really is like I know that he, we are used to having banter back and forth of me, making fun of her, or she making fun of me. But actually, did I just say she making fun of me? What the fuck? How making fun of me? Oh my god! English came with a plane, no, with a boat at the end of the day. She really is the coolest. She really is the coolest. And and Rahma being the coolest Muslim girl ever. I, I'm going to ask her this very haram question. Let me ask you, Rahma, because I had this. I had this some time ago. I have. I have actually been meaning to to talk about this, but I don't know. We just never get along to doing it. Yo, let me ask you. Would you be okay with your significant other being friends with your friends? To an extent, yes. Like like friends, friends, like me and you type friends. Yeah, I think I wouldn't mind. No. You wouldn't you wouldn't mind your boyfriend texting texting uh um Kai, I, I don't know any of your friends. Wow, fantastic. Fantastic. You don't? You. Ladies, I'm sorry. The you names don't? Are from my head. You, don't you just don't know their names. I know I'm judging you, you just don't know their names. You know, when you talk, I listen. I don't know. I don't even understand because when I talk, you just had to go there, didn't you? You just because I'm just, catching feelings. You just had to go there. It's it's like not people. It's like not enough people tell us that we argue like a married couple, and now here you are bringing up this topic. Really, 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 really. You know, if, I sound like if you a really bitch care right about your friends, if you really care about your friends, you'd listen to what they tell you. But uh, since you don't uh, care, it's all right. It's uh, cool. Uh, I have other uh, friends anyway, so. Oh, Rahma. Oh, my God. So I, going back I, to your you... question, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to hear your excuse, by the way. Going back to your question, I think <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Because really, if um, I'm going to hang out with my friends a lot more and for a significant amount of time, then... I'd want them to get along with my spouse because, or my significant other because I'd definitely be in the same circle with my friends and my partner at the same time. Nah, 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 nah. Let me, I don't think you've understood my question. There's getting along with your friends and there's like being like friendly for like texting each other, like just like texting each other and stuff like that calling each other at night when you are not there and stuff like that. Would you really be comfortable with that? Are you sure? That's why I say it depends on the context and to what extent. Are you sure? 
Again, it depends on the context Harry, and to what are, extent. Are you very sure? Yes. Yo, I actually have have a very different opinion from that. And I know I may cut some heat from this podcast because, I mean, you know, you know but... This is this is our this is our podcast and we're able to speak freely. So uh, so I'm actually going to say, why did I have to explain that? Anyway, I am not a fan of getting really close with your significant other's friends. Explain really close. Unless what is the unless you're really married. Close. Unless you're married. Unless you're married. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah. Because, like, what what are you doing? Like, let me tell you, even my boys, like my, re- like my really good friends, and my boys know this, I don't get close with their girlfriends ever. I don't, I do not get close with their girlfriends. I don't even, like, we are cordial, yes? We are funny together. And when we're all together, like, we're, you know, like, we're hanging out, we're having fun, there's no ill blood, none whatsoever. But unless it's something really, really urgent, like official, what am I doing texting my, my boy's girlfriend? Unless I'm asking her something like, yo, uh, we are playing something for Wakaba. Yes, I am I, I, just using Wakaba as, as, an, as an example. Shout out to Wakaba, Kili Hippie. Shout out to him, yeah? So unless I'm telling like his girlfriend, like, yo, what's up? Like, we are playing something for Wakaba. Would you want to come through or something like that? You know, or like, yo... Or like maybe like she's in the field that I'm interested in. So like like yo like yo what is about this and stuff. But I, I'm gonna text you like yo, how's your day? Uh-huh. So how's work? Oh my, oh my god, really? That that is so sad. That that is so weird. I've never been that person, and honestly, I I I don't think I ever will be that person because I honestly believe that there need to be some boundaries between like there's a reason why they're they're friends, except for the same sex. Like I can be friends with my girlfriends guy friends that's cool that's cool that's that is actually no problem you know but the opposite sex i feel like you still i feel like there need to be some boundaries of of some sort that's just that's just kind of person i am people call me old school and toxic and 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 toxically masculine i don't know if that's the case i i i tend not to believe that but yeah i i actually don't think that you should be hanging out with your with your girlfriend's friends as only female friends because like it's just gonna bring up there's there's definitely gonna be some bad blood that 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 will just come up you know because i mean at the at the end of the day rafma if you are my boy's girlfriend and me and you are not friends like that like you are i'm friends with you because of your boyfriend the hell, the hell am i doing calling you at night Mm, I no. see where you're coming from. I definitely yeah. see where you're coming from. But my response was based on how my friends and I relate. So yeah. already I know they wouldn't go beyond normal friendship, normal, hi, I'm going to talk to you because you're the partner of my friend who I care about. So obviously I'm going to relate to you. So the way my circle is set up, no one is going to step up and be disrespectful to me and talk to someone who is my significant other in a way that would anger me or would make me feel uncomfortable. So, of course, I'm talking like this because this is already something that we have talked about. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The group of friends that I have, we talk about um, a lot of complex things. Um, and there is, of course, an understanding, or even all of us are on the same page when it comes to something like this. So me saying that I am comfortable with it is very much dependent on the relations I have with people in my circle and the respect, the mutual respect and understanding we have between each other. So in that sense, I'll be very comfortable if maybe they had his number or I had um, their significant other's number because they know that I wouldn't step up and be disrespectful to them or contact the significant other in a way that would would rub off them in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, really, yeah, there's yeah, nothing. Yeah. There's nothing I need to worry about. I think it just boils down to how you relate with your friends, because some some things are really not in your control, and you don't want to seem like you're controlling other people and and um, how they relate to others. It's fine. You can talk to anyone, really. As much as you're in a relationship with me, you can talk to anyone. But the level of respect that we have between me and my friends, or between you and your friends, should really dictate the depth of the, of the conversations that you can have with people that are in relations with them, or even the significant other, the spouses, the husband's wife, whatever. It really doesn't matter. Even just the seriousness, quote-unquote, or the non-committalness of their relationship really shouldn't matter, you know? So I think for me, it just boils down to respect. If you respect me and you respect our friendships, you will definitely watch the way you relate to someone who I'm committed to or my significant other. You really have so much faith in people. No, it's not even about that. It's not even it's about very, that. It's actually very admirable, I would say. It's, it's, it's actually really admirable, but I guess that's because of um, I guess that's because of your Muslim background, I believe, because you guys don't really have that kind of thing. Like, what are you doing talking to somebody else's husband? You know, that's 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 actually extremely haram and it's and it's very unheard of, I believe. Yeah. Some but of with, it, some of yeah. it really, um, some of it does come from. Um, the cultural perspective and the religious perspective because yeah. I can tell you for a fact that if right now I have seen it even happen um, with people I know, my aunts or even my parents, if for example they have a mutual friend and maybe um, my mom wants to converse with uh, or maybe just needs something even, even if, if it's professionally, needs something from a male friend a male family friend and she knows the wife she's much more comfortable passing through the wife for her to be the intermediary to get her whatever she wants from the husband you get what i mean so really yeah, yeah. that kind of communication is is very much restricted and also it's just out of respect it's really plainly out of respect because you don't want yeah. to seem like you're disrespecting the person and you're disrespecting um, the union, and also you don't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you've said all that, it sounds very nice, but let me ask you something. Why are you trying to sue my girlfriend then, Rahma Ramadan? Listen, it's not my problem that you, me and your girlfriend 
do get along when we see each other and when we talk and on nah, Snapchat, you, by the way. Did she, tell moves, bro. <laughs> Did she nah, tell you bro. she and her talk on Snapchat? We, we also exchange photos. Like, hi, this is how my day is going. Wow, I'm wow, chilling. wow. Actually, wow, she's wow, handing wow, me the cake wow. that she baked, she baked yesterday with her sister, so. Wow, Rahma, wow. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Rahma, you send it still, my girlfriend, and let, and let go. I really wouldn't mind. But she's a really nice person. She's a really nice person. We shall just leave it there. Yes, but so here's the thing: you have been seeing the news. You have been hearing about, um, or 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 at least I'll say that I've been listening to the news, and 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 I've been seeing around that the government is actually considering putting the country back on lockdown because due to the high, due to the rising cases of COVID, yeah. And I really, I really want to hear what you think before I state w w what I think. Uh, or, you know what, I will just say uh, what I think. I just think that we have lost so much during this short period of time that we have been on lockdown. We've lost so much. The economy is going to take more than 10 years to get back to where we were initially. I think it would be a very dumb move on, on Uhuru's end if he was to lock down the country again. Because people are suffering, man. People, people are dying. Like, I had a meeting with, and I think I mentioned this to you, yeah? Uh, a friend of mine was having a meeting with, with his employees, yeah? And I mean, due due to the COVID situation, and his and his business was the one was one of the very many businesses that were that were directly affected by COVID, like their sales and everything were affected by were affected by COVID. Yeah, so he's so he he had to give his employees a large pay cut, right, to to be able to 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 keep them on on their payroll. He gave them a large pay cut, right. And so he, he was having a, a meeting with his employees and he was just hearing about, and some of his employees were saying, like, honestly, man, just give us, like, just take us back to where we need to be because, like, I'm having one meal a day. Someone is walking to and from work and he's, and he's walking, like, 10, 15, 20 kilometers even, even at times, yeah? And some of them are not even eating. Some of them are, like, they're in such dire situations like others their landlords just locked their houses in the morning when they were leaving for work they they got the call when i was when they were in the office yeah and all this was because of the covid uh, situation and the lockdowns uh, situation right so i feel like like he shouldn't he shouldn't even dare think about closing back the economy because honestly i mean and i want to say this as sensitively as possible because i know there have been people who've really been affected by this covid uh, pandemic who've lost people and our hearts really do go out to you guys yeah but i feel like you really can't sacrifice us all of us for the for the for the how am i going to say this without sounding it's extremely fucking insensitive but you can't sacrifice everybody else like you've had many people say that yo i'd rather die of covid than die of hunger you know, and that's the nation that many Kenyans are going through. Very many Kenyans. I have, I have the liberty of working in the Juakari sector, so I'm able to meet many of these people. You are seeing people have grown skinny. People have, people are, people are suffering, man. And so, and so, for you to lock down the country again, I feel like, 
I feel like that's just I feel like that's just and and guys, I'm sorry, I'm really trying to censor myself in this in this especially with the whole COVID situation because I don't want to sound insensitive because I know people that, that have lost the extremely loved ones that have lost loved ones from COVID nineteen. I would say this keep wearing your masks, like keep social distancing as well, but don't close up the economy, please. Like guys are suffering, man. Like it's 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 really bad. You know, like Rahma Ramadan, please speak. I think this is one of those situations where the government is between a rock and a hard place. Because the reason why the economy was was opened up or the business opened up again was because of the same thing. Everyone was complaining that um, the guys were dying of, uh, guys were suffering, there was no food, there was no employment, of course. Um, guys didn't have money, people didn't even have basic needs like food, guys couldn't pay their bills. I remember around, um, uh, there, was, there were very many appeals on social media, guys being thrown out of their houses because really landlords just couldn't keep them there. Because it's just, it's a cycle. Yeah. Most of these landlords have, have taken out facilities. And they do depend on you paying the rent regularly because almost 100% of the money that you pay goes into facilitating the loans that sorry, sorry. have taken. Uh, sorry, uh, do you mind going back to, to the beginning of your point? There was a bit of static in your, in your audio. Okay. So I was saying that the in terms of the government opening, the government implementing the curfew again and the lockdown, uh, sorry, it was a lockdown, yeah, implementing the lockdown again. I think it's one of the situations where the government is between a rock and a hard place because the initial decision to open up businesses was based on the same thing. People were saying that they didn't have money. Guys, so many guys lost their jobs because, of course, businesses had to shut down. The tourism industry was practically dead. That majorly a lot of the islands and a lot of the um, also uh, the Mara sides, central sides really depend on, on tourism. Yeah. So, so, of course, so many people lost their jobs. People were homeless. There were a lot of appeals that I was seeing on going around social media. Guys really didn't have money to even pay for rent. People were collecting foodstuffs, foodstuffs to be able to even feed people. Right. So, some of these things were the reason why, and of course, appeals from people like uh, the Association of uh, Caterers and Hoteliers, um, associations of, of bars as well, the Kenya fair. Association of People Who Owns Bars. Exactly. You know, yeah, these people yeah, and the unions were also pushing for the government to open up the businesses again because really people couldn't survive, basically. Right. So I think where we went wrong is the government didn't take the time, even if it would have meant that some of these businesses, or maybe we lift the curfew much later, or maybe take even two weeks to strategize, to put in place like even temporary systems that would ensure that as hard as, as, hard as it can be, would ensure that maybe some of these things like social distancing, some of these things like figuring out even public infrastructure, public transport, figuring out how businesses would function and guys would go back to work 
even maybe as simple as set up a system where people from a particular area would go to work maybe two days of the week, right? And then have a kind of a shift thing, or maybe even require businesses to have internal policies on how they would have guys come back to work and work like in shifts or something. You know, things yeah. that to work around all of this pandemic thing, because really COVID is not going anywhere. As much as guys are not scared or have been forced to not be scared of COVID, it doesn't mean that the government should stop taking precautions to ensure that life still goes on. Because let's face it, we're a third world country. We can't say that um, we're shutting back everything down. We'll be right back where we started. And that is, it will just that be is, a visual cycle. Yeah, that is actually a that is actually a very fantastic point, yeah. Hello? Rahma? Yeah. You can you can hear me, yeah? Yeah, I can hear. You. Yeah, that's actually a fantastic point because that is that that was actually one of my points as well. You saw the UK when the COVID situation started, they chomoed three hundred was it three three billion pounds? I I am not sure how much it was, but they but they removed a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money. Um to pump into their economy and all that money just came from reserves, yeah? No, no loan from anybody, no loan, no bank loan, no world aid, nah. They just chomoed 3 billion or 300 billion. I am not very sure of the amount. They removed all that money from the reserves. Does our country have reserves? I mean, no, even to build fucking roads, we need to borrow money. I mean, so we are not at the same level. So even when we're seeing Paris and the UK going back in lockdown, they can afford it. Like, the, the, like their government is paying people. Like it's giving them salaries and everything. Even, even look at the US as well. Like there are the stimulus bills. There the, are the stimulus checks where some people are, are actually being paid $1,200 a month, you know? We can't, our government, government cannot to, afford to do that. Their government is able to do that because they have reserves, because they are fossil countries. But here we are, we have been borrowing everything. Our country was already in such a shit position even before COVID. You know, so now that we're here already, even if you are going to lock us down, I mean, how are you going to feed us, man? Like, honestly, you know, yeah, businesses are hurting. Businesses, people have shut down their business, people have had to change their lifestyles completely 360, you know. And yet, and why? Because because people wanted to 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 steal for six billion. Yeah. And still here we are. Like I actually realized something, yeah, and we are gonna to touch on this a little bit. I I I I, I that as a citizens, we are not citizens. We are not in the politicians' eyes, in our leaders' eyes, we are not citizens. We are commodities. Of course not. Yeah, that is that's 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 the we are commodities by the that is that is actually you know why the government or the president would rush to close back down the country mm -hmm. because it's the easiest thing to do it's the easy way out so that now we're back to the drawing board and we're just chilling we're just chilling for the numbers to miraculously come down because now people are you moving around. And you cannot be the same bastard talking about locking on the economy. And your motherfuckers are, are the same people having rallies with two with three thousand, five thousand people 
crowding next to you. You are there speaking to them with no mask. Your security detail has no mask. Nobody has a mask. And you are the same buses coming here to tell us, Ati, Ati, yo, you have to wear a mask. Ati, Ati, oh, we will lock you down. Shut the fuck up. Honestly. How about like, let's, let's have them suffering. all just shift gears, sit down on a table, and figure out a strategy on how everyone will be back in business things will be back in normal schools will be operating first figure out a strategy on how to do this instead of just making no 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 i think other people have done it other governments have done it i remember even before this COVID thing even before this COVID thing there was a conversation where different areas in nairobi to curb down traffic and congestion in the city different areas in nairobi should have different working hours for example maybe guys working in Westlands should have maybe a seven to four and then other people to have like a nine to like five, you know, so that you have a different flow of traffic and you can regulate more, more traffic. Or even we could implement that as data or even have people in a particular sector to purely work remotely and report to work maybe once a week or once in two weeks, like implement strict measures for their employers to completely transfer the operations online. Like some sectors, for example, if you're working in research, unless you have to be in a lab or something like that, you can do desktop research in your house, right? So some sectors like that, you can particularly operate 99% of the time, wherever you are. So if when I'm talking about like strategies and structures, I'm not talking about like grandiose things, no. Other countries have done it. Why can't we just have everyone involved in the critical sectors sit down on a table one week, two week, two weeks, figure out what we're going to do as a country instead of just having this knee-jerk short-term reactions to things and implementing short-term rules and short-term solutions instead of actually figuring out how we're going to live with this in the next year to come. Here's why. Here's why. Because these bastards, uh, we are gonna have that kind of a forum for two weeks, and all the uh, and, and all they're gonna do is just collect sitting allowance for that and eat and just dip. That's really all that they're gonna do. Because again, at the end of the day, Rahman Ramadan, you don't realize this, but we are not citizens to their eyes. We are just commodities. We are I just don't realize it actually. I really do. I do. We are simply just commodities. And speaking about commodities, we would be amiss if we don't speak about the situation that our Nigerian brothers and sisters are going through at this current moment. And that just proves my point. Like we are just commodities, right? Um, if, if for those of you who, who don't know, and there has been a lot of civil unrest in the country of uh, Nigeria, which is in Africa, uh, because of a police unit called SARS, uh, for what does SARS uh, stand for? Special Anti-Robbery Squad. Exactly. Exactly. So I think they, they, they really haven't termed it yet as a civil unrest. I think they're just talking about it as protests. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that that's, that was like the best way. So maybe I, maybe I, maybe I'm, I misspoke. But there's, but uh, there, there are a lot of protests in Nigeria going on because of the blatant corruption and the blatant extrajudicial killings that SARS have 
have actually been doing uh, profiling people like literally if you have dreadlocks like they would uh, kill you there have been cases of them killing people and stealing their cars like in broad daylight and stuff like that so the Nigerian people so then so actually the Nigerian youth are the ones who actually started this protest they got tired they, they got sick out of it and so they have been going to the streets uh, demanding for a disbarment of the SARS and the whole police and proper police reform but what has happened is that now it's it's evolved into into a social justice protest like they want they want jobs for the youth they want an end to corruption in all in all and stuff like that you know yeah so we 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 would be best if we don't talk about that because we are praying for our brothers and sisters in nigeria and we do pray that the that their protests will, will not be in vain you know this conversation reminds me a lot of what kenyans were protesting and talking about a lot earlier this year the same things police brutality police reforms um the way police the lack of accountability of the police bodies and policing bodies generally and the problem of policing especially in africa we have sometimes where um certain incidences that go very viral or a string of incidences that go viral and catch the attention of people because maybe they've been captured online do surface and of course it elicits a reaction from people right but a lot of the issues regarding police be not being held accountable or corruption in the police or the need for police reforms is a debate that have been going on i think for decades now it's only that a lot of the things that happen don't make it to the public so you can imagine the gravity of the situation it has to reach right now and the blatant disrespect and the negligence of even the police themselves the police bosses the government and just the cavalier way in which all of this is being handled for people to go onto the street and to to protest about it to a point where i saw one a video of uh, a police officer who had beaten um a, a young person in in nigeria saying that i have killed so and so and there's no way you can take me and he's been caught on tape saying this so you can imagine the kind of broken structures and broken systems that they operate in and the kind of protection of rogue officers for him they enjoy for him to be able to say this in public knowing very well that he's been captured really he doesn't care you know and so and this for him to have said this it means that of course there's a higher level of clearance for him there's a higher level of protection for him to be able to say this to people and to citizens who really pay him he just doesn't care yeah i mean and 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 like and like i i don't know why i feel like it it's the same throughout the world i mean we have seen it in the us with george floyd we have seen it in kenya with all the extrajudicial killings with with all the guys that lost their lives during the enforcement of this curfew and now in nigeria like it's i think it's a common thing amongst almost all um amongst almost all law enforcement I feel like it's a small man syndrome because this is this is someone who is just 
like who has who is not used to power and here he has been given all the power in the world you know so i mean and like sometimes like, it also just goes on to things like the welfare of the police for example this is someone that has very little allowance set up or set aside for them for housing for example or even the salaries that they're getting paid are very very minimal and the conditions that they're expected to work in are very minimal so this is not it doesn't, doesn't it's not to excuse exactly it's yeah, not yeah, to excuse yeah, yeah. their behavior not at that all can't, that can't excuse shooting people exactly reason. yeah not at all not at all um but some of the things that have been said time and time again when you're talking about reforming the police because even in Nigeria what the people want is for the police to be reformed and among because of course you you definitely need to listen to both sides right so among the things that people the police uh, the security officials have complained about time and time again and has contributed to why maybe they would take bribes or why maybe corruption is rampant in the security forces is because they're not remunerated well so if at all we are to reform the police as one of the as one of the solutions to having to this problem of uh, lack of accountability of the police and uh, curing mitigating police uh, brutality and then just using excessive force and taking things in their hands we should probably implement all the recommendations that have been set up uh, by reform commissions in kenya for example there have been a commission that was set up to discuss police reforms there's a whole extensive report we all know um, a commission was set up they write a fantastic report by very very able people but really the implementation is not up, up to them so it's shelved and that's what that's what happens right it's all pr but, honestly exactly it's all, it's all pr it's all pr but if you look at it even in the case of nigeria there are very many people who've done research and and uh, there are many commissions that are set up to look into police behavior because as i said again this is not a new problem it's not a new phenomenon it's been there it's just that there are episodes where it's very rampant and people probably document it more now and the information is more accessible now and people do it blatantly the police officers do it blatantly now because they just really don't care right so we're just seeing it more now but it doesn't mean that it's happening more frequently now you know so this this is just very frustrating honestly it's very frustrating and i was also seeing that the governor of lagos even when people who are involved in the protests have shot videos of how police are killing people during the protest now like between sunday and now there are probably like 20 people who have been killed i saw a report uh, i think on al jazeera where they're talking about 20 people were killed yeah, by so cool, yeah. police during the protests yeah and the lagos governor has completely denied even with video evidence that people allegedly shot during the during the protests you know who do you think protects them when they when they steal all the all all the government money it's the police it's them it's the police who who protect this these uh these politicians and that is and this is such a problem especially in africa the corruption 
uh, my dear fellow Africans, corruption will end us. Corruption will end our country, our countries as we know it. Look at Kenya right now. We're literally on our, we're basically on our knees. We're basically, we are basically on our knees. That even to extend the railway, we have to borrow money to do that. Like that's where, like, like, they, like that's where we are, we are at right now. And that's where you will see these governors stand up and actually defend the police and say, no, they are not doing anything wrong. You know, like, like, tell me, like, I, I heard it in, in Nigeria, like what they look at is a young wealthy person, you are a target. If you are deadlocks, you are a target. If you are tight clothes, you are a target. If you have an iPhone, you are a target. Then they'll actually come, 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 come ask you what phone, learn, learn, learn your phone. If you have your phone, then it means that you can't have made this money legitimately. So you have to be a thief. So they'll end you. You know, this like, really, like literally, and this to have sounds like a deja vu to me. Yeah, and to have politicians stand up and actually defend such actions, even with, even with clear digital evidence, it just shows that. It's a tit for tat kind of situation, yeah? Because when they steal money, the police are the ones there to protect them, right? Like, even when our politicians are arrested, it's just PR. Those guys will go and sit in the officer's uh, office, not even in, in the South. They will go sit in the officer's office, have a drink and just relax and wait for the day to end. And then uh, the next day they can be released from, from, from jail. I mean, it's... It's all PR. It's all bullshit, honestly. You know why I say this sounds like a deja vu to me? Because yeah. I've read reports where people have been killed in informal settlements in Kenya, in Nairobi even, um, because they look a certain way and uh, they look like they have all of a sudden stumbled upon money and they shouldn't be wearing clean clothes or they shouldn't look decent. And uh, maybe they have a good phone. So if you stay in an informal settlement and this is someone that maybe the officer has seen grow up and maybe the person didn't have a job and now they have found a job so they can be able to get nice clothes they can be able to get nice shoes they can be able to get for them a nice phone um yeah. but because this is a hungry police officer and he's seeing someone thrive and because they're just used to doing whatever they feel like they're just going to attack this person and at the end of the day, say that this person is a thief because they don't look like money. How does someone who doesn't look like they have worked for their money look like? I mean, some of these things are really perplexing. And they're very, very, they can really just get you frustrated because why would you kill someone because you think they look like a thief? Please explain to me how a thief looks like. It's, it's they look like a thief, arrest them if you have enough evidence to arrest them. Arrest them, take them to court, and let the court decide if they're guilty or not, if they're a thief or not. Yeah, true. I mean, it's it's a really fucked up situation, but again, you know what? Um, we are the change that this country needs. We are the change that this Africa, of our, this continent of ours needs. Let our generation come up being better i mean i honestly feel like i may be speaking too too hastily but i honestly believe that tribalism is actually dying with with our generation i honestly feel like it is i think that's wishful thinking i feel like i feel like it with our generation that is with our with with our generation 
you know uh i i honestly feel like it is maybe 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 that's not the case but i feel like our generation is 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 going to want to end tribalism and so and so we can also end some of these things like corruption and things like that you know it's it's guys this is this has been a really really a roller coaster of of a topic i mean we we came we we came up talking about uh significant others and chilling with your friends to the to the Kenyan economy and, and to now ending SARS and uh yeah you know before we end before we end Kevin I think we should talk about also what's happening in Congo I mean it's happened for a long time but I think it's only getting traction now because again video evidence so there's been um this hashtag going on um no Congo no phones so the the metal that is used to make phones mobile phones comes from mines in Congo and the mines in Congo use children basically children like from 3 year olds to do the mining and the cleaning and everything else i don't know if you've seen the documentary but they they really literally show you how these kids dig up the mines pick them up wash them the minerals sorry pick them up wash them um carry bags of sand and soil so that they can be able to separate the minerals from the sand and soil and the grown people and also police officers mining them uh, the whole time and pushing them around beating them if they don't meet their targets for the day and it's it's actually very sad and you know some of the companies that have been named to buy this kind of uh this kind of uh, uh whatever metals is like the likes of Samsung the likes of um, Apple and many other companies but then it's so it's so interesting that even when you know the source of these things that you're getting this metals that you're getting to make your phones you still go ahead and build a multi billion dollar company and without with blatant disregard on human rights this is freaking child labor i mean i don't understand how even the 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 government lets this happen of course there's just definitely an economic reason for all of this everyone is getting a slice of the cake but children really this is where we've come to this is how low we've stooped again rahma we are just commodities because i'm sure the congolese government is involved in this i mean they are definitely getting major kickbacks from it i mean i have i was i was actually seeing to do on twitter the hashtag congo congo is bleeding you know and and just to say this has been going on for so many years it's just that yeah that nice when it's actually getting some media traction and like that's the thing that's what i'm saying rahma at the end of the day especially with all leaders we are all just commodities we are all just commodities i mean Ah, I really, I there's really no, there's really no other way to say it. We are really just communities. But as much as we feel hopeless at this point, I think something as simple as just social media advocacy, it really does put a lot of pressure on the people. So as much as it may seem like it's useless and it's pointless, if you can talk about it, please. repost it if you don't want to write it in on what's there so many people who are writing posting about it talk about it you know make all the noise that you can about it and i'm very very happy to see like musicians and uh, 
entrepreneurs of Nigeria, of even uh, other countries talking about what's happening in Nigeria. Yeah. And you, I remember when, uh, when Notre Dame was, was on fire, it was just a freaking building, but all African presidents were there talking about it and giving their condolences to people who lost their loved ones or even just to the government. This are freaking people who are dying, like human beings are dying in Africa. Human beings are being killed, being tortured in your country. How, How about we see the same solidarity there? There is no there. Show the same solidarity. There is, there is. Commend your African president for doing the same thing that you were commending other people. There is, when there. George Floyd happened, everyone jumped on the bandwagon. Where is everyone now when Africa is bleeding? There is there is no solidarity, especially with African leaders. Why? Because they're all the same. They're all the same. So how am I going to condemn someone for something that that I also do as well? You know, the corruption oh, and everything. Fair yeah, and also you you will really see our African leaders speak up about it. That that's why you will see the U.S. and Europe speak, condemn some of these leaders and stuff like that. When our own when our own leaders can't even stand up and speak about it. It's ridiculous. This is why bodies like African Union won't be functional and won't do substantial substantial work because they can't comment, they can't uh, they can't stand against the actions of their own leaders. Because they do because they pull the same shit. They do the same shit. It is what it is. It is what it is. So the least we can do right now, to tweet. Instagram story, Instagram post about it. Write it on Facebook if you're still on Facebook. Whatever, talk about this thing. Let's let's. We need to be we need to be aware of the realities that we live in, however harsh and and however gruesome they can be. We need to talk about it just like we have we have thought about it on this podcast, guys. We know that this this has been a slightly serious episode. We do uh, again, we do apologize. There 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 might be some echo and some background noise. Uh, a little bit, but we have to do what we have to do to bring you guys fantastic content through and through. And you guys, because what we have planned for this podcast is honestly just ridiculous. Um, I have really enjoyed this podcast because I feel like we've shed some light, and some people maybe did not know what's going on, or, or and, and now they are. And by all means, guys, even posting on social media, that's actually you're actually doing something right, but. Um, if if you can donate donate to guys like the Red Cross who are actually going to who are actually um, assisting some of these people, you know, like do whatever you can, you know, sign this sign these uh, petitions, you know, do what you have to do, and um, yeah, guys, that has been episode nineteen of the That's All Around podcast with me, Kevin Gakere. I'm Rahman uh, For a moment, I, I thought that you had forgotten your name. No, 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 I haven't forgotten my name. But guys, we say it all the time, but don't forget to tag us when you're listening to the podcast because we see you're listening, but you're just not tagging us. So do that, right? Great, great. We, see, we do see you guys listening, yeah. <laughs> we do we do see you guys uh, listening and we do, we do appreciate every single feedback that we do get. Yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, guys, uh, we shall see you guys next week. We are out of the building. Take care and peace. Come uh, slow. How, how long was that? 55 minutes.
fish. That was long. Camouflage, man. Camouflage. What do you make me home, man? 